you are listening to the podcast from Mosaic Church. Stay tuned after it for more info about how to get and stay connected with our church family. Now, let's dive into this week's message. Yeah, that's what today is all about, is uh, making some noise, pushing back against the darkness, and to hear kind of how we do that and how that's going here. We, you're going to hear a number of our folks, some of our uh, leaders in these areas. And, but first of all, let me introduce you to someone that I'd like for you to, to make some noise for, and that's our pastor of children's ministry, M-Kids. Come on out, Kevon Liburd. Come on. <laughs> How's everybody doing today? Like Pastor Morgan said, we want to make some noise and be salt and light to our culture. Now, for those of you who don't know, my name is Kevon Liburd. I have the privilege and the pleasure to be your pastor of children's ministry. And I, thank you, thank you, thank you. And on behalf of MKID staff and all of our team members, I want to say thank you for entrusting your children to us week in and week out. Matter of fact, if you're an MKID team member, I want you to stand up right now. So everybody can see you. Stand up, stand up, stand up, stand up. Can we make some noise for them? Yes. Thank you, guys. These amazing men and women, they dedicate their time week in and week out, service after service, to being with your children. For the past couple of weeks, we've had over 400 kids for each Sunday in M Kids, and that's no small feat. So thank you to them for being able to be here and to minister to them week in and week out. Now, Today I'm going to talk to you about two things. Everybody say two things. Two things, two ways that MKids is pushing back against the darkness. Now, the very first one is through VBS. So every summer we have Vacation Bible School, and it's an amazing thing. Our kids come in here, they pack the place out, and they bring friends from around the community. Now, during this past year, our ENC director, Bria LaCour, who you get to hear from in a little bit, she led a missions breakout, and she was telling the kids about testimonies. And she asked them, do you know what a testimony is? One kid in the back raised his hand. He said, it's your special story about how you know Jesus. And we love that. Like it is your special story about how you know Jesus. So then Bria went to break it down for them even more. She said, there's two things I want you to think about. And I want you guys to think about this as I'm talking. Think about a time before you knew Jesus. What was your life like? What were your friends like? What were the things around you? What did you listen to? And now think about your life with Jesus. What's it like now? If you connect those two things together, that's your testimony. And so that was powerful for those young ones. And in that class, we had a precious fourth grader, Hannah Richardson, who was in there. She realized, I don't have a testimony, and I don't know Jesus. I want to know him. And so she raised her hand. One of her leaders came over, and she said that she wanted to know Jesus. So right there, at that moment, in the breakout, her leader prayed with her, and she accepted Christ into her life. It was an amazing moment. Yes. And for those of you who might not be familiar with that terminology, We believe in a supernatural Savior who comes and lives with us, who comes to be with us. And when we ask him, he comes and says, I will give you a new life, my life, where you could be with me eternally. So Hannah that day decided to walk with Christ. Not only that, she went back home to her mom and dad, and she said, hey, I want to be baptized. And so she came here to big church, as we like to call it, two Sundays later, or a few Sundays later, and she decided that she was going to get baptized in front of her friends and family. And it was amazing. What we didn't realize is that she was the first of 24 kids that were going to give their life to Christ during VBS. So that was one of the ways that we were making some noise in M-Kids. It was really exciting. Now, here's the second way, and it impacts every single one of you. The second way we make noise in M-Kids is through you. 
And that's each and every one of you, the parents, the grandparents, the aunties and the uncles, the cousins, everyone who brings their kids back to MKids and enters that breezeway, you guys are making a difference. You guys are pushing back against the culture that says, let the kids sleep in on a Sunday. Let them just play video games and watch TV and eat cereal. You're saying, no, I'm going to bring my kids here where they have intentional community, where they have vibrant worship, where they get the word of God in them, when they get charged to go back out to their schools and to be able to spread the love of Jesus to those around them. So I'm going to tell you guys to show up. All right, I want everyone to repeat after me, show up, up. all right, every single week and bring your kids. And that little thing that you might not think is big, it's huge. It makes such an impact if you're showing up week in and week out and bringing your kids and putting them back there and kids with these amazing people that are with them and God will use them for something miraculous, all right? So thank you guys for that opportunity. I'm glad that we get to share how we make some noise in MKids. But now I'm going to switch it up. I want you to make some noise for Student Ministries and Pastor Wendell Williams. The beginning of overcoming a problem is first admitting it. We talk about race and diversity, but are we really living it? Quick to own my privilege and give it my all. Taking responsibility even if it's not my fault. Good afternoon. Welcome to Mosaic once again. My name is Wendell Williams, and I serve as a student ministries pastor here at Mosaic. And this young man right here is Ethan. He's going to share a powerful testimony with you in just a few moments. So I'm going to hurry up so I can get out of his way. This, this, this morning, this, or this afternoon, this Sunday, we, we are celebrating what God is doing through our young people here at Mosaic. And every single one of you play a part in that. And so I'm, like get, I'm getting ready to ask you to make some noise because y'all got a little too quiet on me. Y'all went real, real serious real quick. So I'm going to ask you to make some noise. But to help, I want you to turn to somebody next to you, give them a high five, and say, let's make some noise. High five the person on the other side because that wasn't loud enough. Tell them, let's make some noise. All right. I like that. Y'all are reaching across the aisle. That's what I'm talking about. With Mosaic students, what we want to do every Sunday, every event, everything that we do, we want to create a space where students know that they belong, that they are welcome. doesn't matter what they believe. It doesn't matter who their parents might be or how they dress or any of that stuff. They belong from day one. And through the relationship that we build with them in belonging, eventually, hopefully, prayerfully, they start to rub up against young men like this and some of our team members that are in the audience, and their relationship with God can grow. Because what we like to do is translate culture. And so what that looks like is we take the gospel, the truth of the gospel, and we just put it into their context, help them to understand it. Jesus did it all the time, right? Yes. Yes. All right. He did it all the time. And so we get to do that, and we just keep Jesus on repeat. Everywhere we go, every relationship we have, we just keep Jesus on repeat. And so this young man right here, he, he came to know Jesus a few years ago, but this past summer, God really has, has pressed on him in some areas, and he's going to share a testimony about that with you. Good yeah, morning. Hello. Yes, my name is Ethan, as Pastor Ronald said. I'm a junior this year, and he's right. So this summer, we went to a camp called KAA, and at this camp, the Bible verse of this camp was Matthew seven twenty three. And what that verse says is that many on that day will say, Lord, Lord. So think about that. Like that, that should hit you. Okay? Many on that day will say, Lord, Lord. What it's saying is they're going to beg Jesus. They're going to beg God. Did I not do all these great works in your name? Did I not cast out demons in your name? And what will God tell them? Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. When I heard that, that scared me. Because I realized right then, oh my gosh. 
I'm going to go to hell. <laughs> oh, man, you know, that's a problem. I can't have that. So I said, what, what do I need to do? Someone said, you should just get ready, rededicate your life at, at camp. So I said, okay. So I rededicated my life. What does that mean? It means I'm 100% invested. I was on the bench. I was on the sideline. Now I said, no, 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 no. I'm in, 100%. All the chips and the middle of the table. I don't keep one. Okay? So now, what does that mean? It means that when God tells you to do something, you better do it, you know? You better do it. So when we got home from camp, I went to the gym, and I met a, a friend there. And we're walking back to his house. And I heard Jesus say, just tell him I love him. And I said, no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> he said, well, you're 100% invested, right? I said, yeah, but I don't want to do that, you know. <laughs> but then I realized, you know, I, I'm 100% invested. That means I hold nothing back. So I said, okay. I told him I loved him, that, that Jesus loved him, excuse me. I love him. Of course I love him. I love him. I told him that Jesus loves him. And he said, who's Jesus? And I said, oh, no. God, you just said tell him that you love him. Now I have to tell him the whole story, the whole backstory. What did I say? I said, no, I don't want to do that. But then I remembered, I'm 100% invested. So I told him. And we were talking for two hours. And he said, I have to have what you have. I have to have that. And I said, that's right. Every, not just you. All of us have to have that. So he said, right there, I'm done. I'm done. I give up. And he said, I cut ties. That's what Jesus wants you to do. When you give your life to Christ, you're 100% invested. You're saying, I give up. I'm done. And Jesus is saying, yes, give it to me. Give me your pain. Give me your suffering. Give me your sorrow. I want it. He, Jesus is saying, I want your pain. That is true love right there. And he said, I have to have that love. And he gave his life right there. Right there in the middle of the room, he said, I'm done. I surrender. Amen to that, right? Hallelujah. So here's what I want to tell y'all, okay? It doesn't matter how old you are. If you think you're not pretty or you think you're not handsome or you're not strong enough, listen, that's the devil telling you lies, and you have to say, I'm done with lies. I'm done. I, the devil can't speak to me. Why can't he not speak to me? Because I have Jesus. That's why. Okay? So to all the students in here, I'm talking to you all specifically right now, so listen up. When we go back to school on Tuesday, what is the school system doing? It's saying taking Jesus out of the equation. It's like having a math problem, not having your multiplication symbol or your addition symbol. You can't do math like that. You have to plug Jesus back in to your school. You have to. Okay? That's what you're called to do. So I'm going to leave you all with this. Students in here, when we go back on Tuesday, please, 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 plug him back in. He's the only solution to all of our problems. So thank you all. That's my time. Thank you, guys. Yeah, amen. Yeah, make some noise for that. And I just want to say real quick, Thank you to our parents. Thank you to our team members who help bring students, show, help them show up every Sunday at every event. I want you to keep that energy going, though. Make some noise for Ms. Bria LaCour, our Every Nation Campus Director. Hey, church.
privilege of serving as the Every Nation Campus Director for our chapter at the University of Texas. I see you, I see you. So for those that don't know, Every Nation Campus, or ENC, is the vehicle through which we reach the college campus. And what's unique about ENC is not only do we have an outward, outward or outreach towards the campus, but we also have an inward and intentional connection to the local church. And Mosaic is proud to be the um, supporting church for ENC. So why do we do campus ministry, you might ask? Heard that question. So we do it for a lot of different reasons, but one of the greatest reasons and most important is that statistically speaking, when you look at a university population, only 10% of that population will identify as Christian. And so we not only as a ministry, but also as a church want to reach the lost. And we don't just want to be another club on campus, but a ministry that intentionally reaches the unchurched around us. You know, college students hear a lot of noise. You know, noises that say you're not good enough, your GPA has to be this, you have to look this way, you have to dress this way, you have to do this thing. And it it just keeps getting louder and louder. But we in ENC choose to make a different noise. A noise that says that you're loved, that you're accepted, that you don't have to be that way or be that way, but to just be yourself and to come as you are. And that there is a God that loves you and that sees you and you do have a family. You know, not too long ago, I know you can tell, I was on the campus <laughs> not too long ago, and I heard that same noise. And, you know, like most other college students, especially in Texas, I had some kind of Christian background, but I never really knew what it meant to have a relationship with God, what it meant to follow God. And so I came to UT, and I was introduced to new and challenging and very interesting ideas, and I kind of lost my way and lost my faith. But I had a friend who was in ENC, and she invited me to ENC events over and over and over again and she broke through that noise in my life the noise of anxiety and depression in my life and because of her because of a simple invitation I came to know Jesus and I am where I am today but so yeah (laughs) you can give it up for that And so in ENC, we are reaching future doctors, future lawyers, future parents, future teachers. Just every aspect of society can be affected by reaching these students. And we believe that if you can change the campus, you can change the world. So now you're probably asking, well, how do I get involved? Also a really great question. You can help us make some noise on campus in a couple of different ways. And the first is if you're a college student in here, Please do not leave Mosaic today without getting connected to us. You have a family, you are loved, and we can be there with you and walk this out with you. And number two, if you're not a student, which is a lot of you, we also really need you. We need you to love students with us, to help us send students to retreats and conferences, to encourage us, to pray for us. We need that. And it wasn't just ENC that impacted my life, but it was being part of a local body, part of a family that changed my life. So that's how we make noise in ENC, and that's how you can connect with us. Please see us after service for that. But now, let's make some noise for the OG, the greatest campus director we ever had, Pastor Morgan Stevens. Thank you, Drea. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, Drea. Thank you, Bria and Wendell and Kevon. Weren't they great? They were, they were so great in casting vision for us, showing us what we're doing. Let me just give you here, as we conclude this section of our time today... I hope some, some additional vision and reasons why I think if it 
this kind of ministry and vision doesn't impact you or something that you care about, that it, I think some reasons that I think that it should. So I want to talk to you quickly uh, about a couple of key facts. First of all, I want you to consider that six out of ten people alive on the planet today, globally, are under the age of 25. Six out of ten people are alive today are under the age of 25. And secondly, statistically speaking, the vast majority, almost entirely, anyone who comes to faith in Christ, who becomes a Christian, follower of Jesus, will do so before they turn 25. You put those two facts together, you don't have to be a prophet to realize and to see that not only does that represent a tremendous opportunity for the church of Jesus, but also at the same time a real legitimate target for the enemy, for forces of darkness uh, in the world. And so uh, today, you know, we, we, our high school, university campuses are dominated by a lot of isms. There's a, uh, clouds over them, you know, materialism. It says there's, there's only matter. It's all that you can see. There's relativism. No such thing as right and wrong. Truth is whatever that you want it to be. There's postmodernism that says there's no grand meta narrative. There's no big story to be a part of. Um, there's Darwinism, right? A materialistic Darwinism that says your origins are meaningless. Your future, therefore, is meaningless. And unfortunately, today your life is meaningless. That's what that that says. And so all of that, man, we got this big soup, and it's marked by a whole lot of stuff, by by abortion, by date rape, by STDs, by binge drinking, and not just on the university campus anymore, but increasingly on high school campuses, some on middle school campuses. We see this in our community. But, 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 what the devil, what the enemy is meant for evil, I believe God can and will turn for good. If we'll be a people who have a heart and a vision that's committed and, and has a singular focus on reaching young people. And so that's why I want to submit to you today. Here we go. I'm going to go, go through these quickly. The top 10 reasons to make some noise with students. Top 10 reasons to make some noise with students. Some of these are about primarily campus ministry, university level. Some are about high school, middle school, and some are about students of all ages. So here we go. Let's run through these. Number 10. Here we go. Historically speaking, major movements, both good and bad have begun on the college campus. And again, you heard some of those isms, whether it's Marxism, uh, atheism, uh, materialistic evolution, radical leftist, radical rightist. Man, these, the college campus is just a Petri dish of stuff cooking, of stuff baking, of stuff coming into existence for world-changing movements of all sorts and stripes and varieties. On the other hand, Christian history also has, thankfully, a different and compelling positive narrative of people like C.T. Studd. You may know that name. He was a, a famous professional athlete in England, a cricketer, and he left his pro career and his money and his fame and his fortune, and he sailed for a new world and a new land to carry Jesus, carry the gospel message to people who hadn't heard it before. John Wesley, another one, you may know that name. He, he started the Holy Club, his Holy Club, on the University of Oxford. And that sparked a revival that spilled over, not just out of the campus, not just into Britain, but also into the U.S. See, for this reason, we must change the campus. Number nine, the available, trainable masses are found on the campus. And hear me, they are, they are waiting to be told what to do with their lives. Who am I? What am I here for? What's my purpose in life? Is it just to pursue economic glory or personal fame or status or just to, man, to, just to, to, to live however I want to? Why am I here? They're there waiting to be told what to do with their lives. We think the message of Jesus is a more compelling reason 
to live our lives. For this reason, we must change the campus. Number eight, again, you heard this, 95% plus, depending on what study you you read or who you talk to, 95% plus of those who become Christians do so before the age of 25. And at the same time, they are likely making their final decision for or against Christ. They are simultaneously being told, bombarded with a message that says there is no God. Morals are whatever you want it to be. Truth is all relative by, again, teachers, professors who make no attempt to disguise those viewpoints. So every day that we go on campus, university students go there, our our high school, middle school students go to their campus. Listen, it really is a kind of a struggle and a battle and a fight for their future, for the future. For this reason, we must change the campus. Number seven, the values on campus will be the values of society within 10 years. I was a campus missionary for so, so, so many years. I can tell you this is absolutely true because every worldview, it begins as a thought. It begins as a thought. And these thoughts, good or bad, usually are rumbling. They're being birthed on the campus. So if we want to be salt in our culture as Jesus has commanded us to be, we've got to be salt in the university and campus setting in the schools of our communities. For this reason, we must change the campus. Number six, reaching international students, fuels world missions. Some of you may know the name Victor Liao. He's been here a number of times in this church on this platform. He's a, a missionary now in, in China. He, he coaches and pastors and teaches underground pastors and churches there, and many of whom have been persecuted for their faith, imprisoned, beaten, tortured, ostracized, some killed for their faith. Victor Liao came to the United States, came to Austin, Texas, came right here in this city and came to faith in Christ while a college student, not a Christian, gave his life to Christ. Now he's gone back and we support him and support his family to do what they do. See, reaching international students. Just because we're on the campus, now we're affecting the nation of China. We fuel world missions. Number five, the future leaders of society pass through the campus. Again, not all men, but the vast majority of leaders are going to pass through, graduate from, from high school, and then from the university setting. They pass through those places being shaped, informed, educated. Like you heard Bria say, future, all those folks, doctors, lawyers, educators, teachers, athletes, they're all right there. For this reason, we must change the campus. Number four, if you touch a student, you touch the whole family. And you've seen this uh, over and over again. Don't you think it? Hannah, you heard that story in MKids. Hannah's life, coming to faith in Christ, that's touched her family. Ethan's life, I mean, really committing his life to Christ, that's touched his family, his family culture. When, my, when I came to Christ, when Carrie came to Christ, on a university setting, this dramatically affected our families. This is, I mean, when you touch students, you reach the whole family. And many of you have been the product of this as well. For this reason, we must change the campus. Number three, to ignore students is to surrender our culture, the enemy. Here's why. It's because everyone targets them. I mean, if you go on campus at the University of Texas, a big public school, first day of class, besides getting a sunburn if you're, you know, melaninly challenged, and, you know, besides getting a sunburn and a sweaty back, here's what you're also going to find. You're going to find every company in the world out there, credit card companies uh, out there targeting, men, video game folks. Today, even on a high school level, there are companies who push addictive substances. Our students... It ought not to be so. Why? Because they all know young people are the future. Listen, we, why can't we, the church, see sometimes what MTV sees very, very clearly? 
For this reason, we must change the campus. Number two, students bring vision, dedication, energy to the church. How many of you liked hearing those stories? Yes, yes, yes. How many of your hearts were led this morning in worship by these kids on the platform? Yes, they brought vision. They bring dedication. They bring energy to the local church. And yes, it's expensive. And yes, it costs us. But I don't want to do church any other way. Number one reason we ought to make some noise with students. It's because God has, here's the word, promised, book of Joel, promised to pour out his spirit on his sons and daughters. And yes, that means people of all ages, but primarily, go back and read it. It's referring to young people. Young people, sons and daughters. And again, I'm one of those people reached on a, on a campus. Many, if not most of you, came to faith in a Sunday school classroom or on a, a missions trip with a youth group or at a youth camp or in a university setting. And when we get up next to children, youth, students, what God pours out on them it's poured back on us, poured back on us. And I want to take a moment again, just like Pastor Kevon did, and thank all of you who have served and given your life and been one of our team members in any of our youth environments. Thank you so much. I just want to believe, we pray for you, that God's spirit will pour back into your life. Why? Because the kingdom belongs to who? Come on. Jesus says, to children. It was like a child. It was like a child. In the words that launched the uh, thousands of missionaries in the student volunteer movement a century ago, hear me. We can do this if we will. We can do this if we will. Thanks for listening. For more info about how to get and stay connected to Mosaic Church, please visit us online at www.mosaicchurchaustin.com or download our app from your app store.